0: very painful morning trying to get synced up now it could be because that this area may be experiencing some issues further south with the weather i don't know but right now we've got a connection so we're going to go with it it's kind of weird because i'm talking but i see myself going in slow motion so jan let me know if i freeze up or look a little weird because right now my (laughs) It's really weird when you're on Zoom and you're looking at yourself, but you know your mouth and your words are not connected.
1: I don't know. Right, maybe I'll do this.
0: Okay, do one of those. You can hear me. Okay, well, that's good. Well, good morning, everyone. It is Monday, Monday. Mindset we've got. Ooh, ooh, we have things to cover this morning, but good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, aka Bus live from Vero Beach
1: with two... Does. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. And yes, you know, it's a Monday mindset after a holiday weekend and in the Northeast. Obviously, we've been experiencing a lot of rain, but I'm very happy that um, we had our little cookout thing out on our little deck here. And excuse me, it um, was sunny enough or cleared up enough for us to eat outside. So that was nice to be outside just enjoying the fresh air and just having a nice time and i think when you come back on a monday from a holiday especially when it's been on a sunday and a lot of people do have today off and are continuing the celebration sometimes you kind of have to i guess the word i'm looking for is boost your mindset like you cannot force your mindset there are things that you can do To boost it, obviously for me, it's getting my workouts done in the morning and it's always tough to get up early, but I just automatically wake up. So I'm going to turn it over to you. What are some things that, especially after a holiday weekend, that maybe you struggle with?
0: Well, you know, I struggle with, you know, really embracing, especially this particular July 4th. And the reflections were a little bit different. Uh, in, the, in the regards to when we've talked about what's been going on the last 15 months and the mindset that you really needed to focus on to not dwell in it, not get stuck in it. But I think for, for those of us that see a bigger picture of what is going on, it's even harder for us to gear up to get to that back of that, you know, a good, positive and forceful mindset when you hear, when you see, when you witness, maybe from a different perspective of what's really going on with the world and what i mean by that is yesterday we we uh we had a fairly busy weekend we didn't want to make it too too busy uh friday night we went out to a great uh place with dinner had great great company great friends and saturday of course we did our pickleball and had a nice big pickleball university cookout which was fun saturday night we just kind of relaxed and nothing and uh, I actually ended up having a really bad heartburn attack, woke me up at 4 a.m., which was about a two hour event, which was pretty uh, nerve wracking. For those of you who've never had a uh, fast heartburn attack, which is different from that normal indigestion, it's pretty scary because it does simulate a heart attack. So you really have to be careful in making sure you're in that mindset to you know, not panic, Um, you know, and the way that I could not panic was to do the research as i at 4am holding on to my chest, but I realized, and I learned some things. So I'm going to share that real quick and then get back to mindset because it was so paramount to the way the rest of my weekend went. when you, you know, the normal, a lot of uh, pregnant women will experience heartburn. Uh, sometimes if you eat uh, you know really spicy food things that might irritate your which I can never pronounce correctly so I for those of you that are uh, not the grammar warriors but the pronounced warriors I did crucify the word I realized that I just can't say it but anywho what happens is when you have this sudden attack like a violence attack that wakes you up from a very dead sleep there are similarities and a lot of times especially with women they have to correlate because a heart attack for a woman and the warning signs of that heart attack are very different from from a man you know the man is usually the you know that just sudden that sudden pressure of the chest and they're you know gasping for air for women it could be uh, coming through your back your neck your jaw and sadly with a sudden vicious attack of uh, a heartburn attack of this nature it does simulate a heart attack so what i learned which i did not know um when you are having this a lot of times it uh, could be triggered you know you kind of review what you ate what you drank you know i was drinking quite a bit of the you know the uh, flavored seltzers i like which did not help and then i had these stuffed little little tiny stuffed peppers they were bell peppers but i believe there might have been some jalapeno in them as well but whatever it was regardless you know that automatic okay just take some pepto-bismol lie down and try to go back to sleep well that's the worst thing you can do which i did not know that so i learned something so even in the midst of panicking and wondering trying to figure out what was going on i learned something so when you uh they this is why they a lot of people will often complain if they have a late dinner and then go to bed after that it's not really a good time to go to bed you know. or depending on what you, you've eaten. When you get into that lying position, all the acids, everything that's occurring in your stomach naturally has a way of moving. And when you lie down flat, it, it, it just like a, like a hurricane comes right up to, you, to your chest line, to, your, to that whole area. And that is why you experience so that when they say that when you're having especially a sudden attack, where it wakes you up the way that it did for me, the pain was coming from my back. Uh, all the way through my chest, up my neck, into my jawline. So even though I was taking the necessary precautions, I wasn't getting any relief. And you know, I took four Tylenol to, to get up to that 800 milligram, milligram strength, that wasn't doing it. And it was because I was going back to bed. So once I realized, okay, so I had to kind of, kind of sit up, but I also, you also have to lie on your left side, not your right side there's some significance in that you know, your heart's over here just the way your everything is moving so once i did that and kind of calmed myself down a little bit uh i was you know it was about a two hour ordeal but then i finally did get some rest so needless to say july 4th morning i was very very tired i didn't get in a good night's sleep whatever so i had a very lazy lazy morning john went to go play play pickleball but then, like most of like the rest of the world, I, I went to a cookout, but I was very mindful of what I was eating uh, and drinking. I was just you know, a lot more careful. But what I noticed was that we were in this community, a very large community, and to see, and I don't know how many people there are, maybe right now, I believe there's 300 in the community, They're on going, they're finishing up phase three, then they're going to phase four. So they're going to be like, I don't know, 600, 700 homes and it's going to be a big community. So roughly, I want to say maybe, I don't know, hundred people were out, maybe not quite that many. And listening to the chatter, I found myself engrossed listening to the chatter. Oh my God, we're finally out of the lockdown. We finally can go out, you know, we're socializing. And you know it's 55 and older, so you know keep that keep that in mind of you know age perspective. And you know for for John and I, you know we've been pretty vocal uh, about you know through the last 15 months. There was really only maybe 10 weeks this this area which I, which was never truly locked down, by the way, um, but really kind of you kind of felt with not to the extent that like the Northeast was feeling, but you know, okay, something's going on. We're, you know, doing the crazy thing, wiping our groceries off, you know, masking up the whole gloves, the whole nine yards. And then after, you know, 10 weeks of that nonsense, we said, this is insanity. And and I knew it from my gut, the get-go, that that this was just just not right. But it was sad to hear how so many of them, you know, lost 15 months of their life, basically. Um, A lot of them are snowbirds. A lot of them watch, you know, the news and I had to reflect on that about freedom and then them talking about the new normal and it really paused and played havoc on my mindset because I really thought, you know, are you hearing yourselves? You know, you lost 15 months out of your life for what? So I'm going to share real quick. Um, and this is a post from, from someone that I know, and I've revised it a little bit. So kudos to, I want to give the shout out first to Shonda Morris, who kind of put her thoughts together, which were similar to mine, and I revised it somewhat um, to kind of reflect you know, where my mindset was yesterday, and then where it continued from this morning, which is breaking news that I'm going to share. Not surprising news, but it is breaking news that I will share. So it goes like this. I almost feel bad for the masses who truly thought we were nearing the end of this charade, who actually believe that the jab meant hope. The billions of people who still believe we're going to be back to a normal one day. Once you know how they operate, their patterns become painfully obvious. We all knew this was never going to end. Now the big craze obviously is the D variant. This is a very systemic takeover, and the first step was to implement all the changes, to uh, uh, desensitize all of us of what the normalized world is in a lockdown, surveillance, restrictions, and now the new normal, that term so easily coined a new way of life. Why? So that when they moved in into the more oppressive parts of their plan, people would accept it. Has, tyranny has, has to happen incrementally and insidiously. Think about that, incrementally and insidiously, especially in countries where the citizens still are under the delusion that they are free. And sadly, Americans, we still think we are free. Places like China can move swiftly into authoritarian measures because their citizens are, are already conditioned, right? They're already conditioned. But for the rest of us, that's what 2020 was, the priming, the prepping, the conditioning to what is and yet to come. What to, to what to some appear as benign, even necessary safety measures like the mask, the social distancing, the digital IDs, the jab, were in fact deliberate intentional directives designed to program our minds, our mindset, weaken our bodies, and destroy our spirits. Society must be broken down in order for it to be taken over. Hear that again society must be broken down before it can be taken over. When we accept the small incremental acts of turning, we then invite the implementation of more drastic uh, measures. That is what the last year was, was all about. And we, we chatted so much about different pieces to that. They needed to see how easily they could gain control, how readily we would accept and fall in line before they could move onto their more stringent tactics. Since we allowed our freedoms to be infringed upon and make no mistake, they were, even in the smallest ways, we opened the door for our liberties to be stripped in a more apparent fashion. When we laid down and accepted the new normal, we also accepted the destruction of our freedom, autonomy, and our privacy. When when we give them an inch, they take a mile. They needed to see when they placed their hands around our humanitarian humanitarian necks, would we resist? Or would we grow accustomed to the chokehold and actually beg for them to tighten their grip in 2020? And I think 2020 gave them that answer. The next wave of BS is already on its way. And it's going to, this time it's going to squeeze a little harder. Why do you think you're hearing more about this D variance? I am prepared. Are you? Now, when I, you know, kind of heard her thoughts and kind of combined exactly what I was feeling and combining that with what I witnessed yesterday, I thought, while we're trying so hard, to have that brave face, to celebrate our birthday celebration, our country celebration. That was really in the forefront of my mind, witnessing all these people finally coming out and seeing their friends, seeing their family, enjoying life. These are people that are now in their retirement years. And, you know, obviously, no one, regardless of where you are in your your life, you know, expect expected this but there are a lot of truths to what uh, many of us that are what i classify as digital warriors have been warning our country about and now it's seeping into the school systems because we allowed it part of the conditioning was to condition the schools now we talk about the you know the unions and all those those are involved in that simple phrase of follow the money how it's really deteriorated Americans mindset on their freedoms and lack thereof. And that is the road that we're in. So, you know, when you come off of a holiday that was the agenda, and the propaganda was pushed about the jab and getting a certain percentage up to that jab. And that did not, that pandering was just people are dwindling away from that to now, you know, actually witnessing those that bought into the propaganda like full-fledged bought into the propaganda it was mind-boggling yesterday i just sat back and i thought you lost so much of your life and then another brave brave doctor came out yesterday um and it is a dr david samadhi i may not yeah i believe it's samadhi that's how i'm going to pronounce it and he said i want to ensure that everyone understands the gravity of the situation here Hydro, hydrochloroquine worked this entire time. The media said it would literally kill you if you took it simply because number 45 promoted it as a cure, as a hope. Thousands of people likely died of this. Again, another paramount statement where it just got you to think of what has been going on these last 15 months. And then
1: it was like a triple, triple threat this
0: morning I wake up to now hear that Flakebook now has a, you know how you get alerts, you know, you want to know what the virus update is and all, all that propaganda. Well, now they have one that is, do you have a friend that you feel is an extremist? And it is a way for people on social media to report other people and social media as being extremists. the, The extremist is really those that are sharing the truth of what is going on and or enlightening others on doing their due diligence to find the truth. When you have a platform that actually can post something to encourage other citizens to report other citizens, what would be the one word, Jan, because I've taken up a lot of time here sharing all this. And I want your input as well. What would be the one term from everything I said, but then that last piece of what Flakebook is doing and social media is doing, what would be the one word that would come to mind? Takeover. And that's a kind word for what the C word is. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. I want your input on that because I did give you a lot, a lot to digest, um, but it really was, you know, it, it was great to see people out. And you know, I'm glad to see that people are enjoying the fireworks and all of that. But because of really, you know, our our platform and and everything that we stood for, I almost felt like, I, you know, I was at, you know, we were with friends and and they were of course obviously uh, socializing with the people that they live with because I hadn't seen them in forever. And, you know, John was kind of in it and there was a moment where a good 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe where I just I got out of the pool and I just was listening and, and observing. And it was almost like an out of body experience. It was kind of the weirdest fourth, I have to say. It was fun. But then when I got into that mindset from the way, you know, obviously because of our platform and things that we share.
1: Well, uh, the, the, <clears throat> I think of it this way. I think what's happening is a three-legged stool. So think of the three legs. The first leg, like our justice system, or the lack thereof because of, you can't have an arbitrary, um, oh, let's say you're do, we're both, let's say for argument's sake, we're both doing the same thing, which is wrong. (laughs) But because you're with one party affiliation you're just going to be let go, and me because I'm with the opposing party, I'm going to be spied on. I'm, you know, the to the. I'm going to be treated differently than you. That is BS. Just going to say it. That is BS. The other part is <laughs> um, indoctrination. The CRT. Uh, and I will just call it the systemic moronic system. We all know how I feel about that. And the second one, it just escaped my mind, but, um, and I was doing my research on this last week after I listened to um, one of Dan Bongino's podcasts (laughs) and he explained it so eloquently. And it it made sense. They are so openly and blatantly doing things now and they don't care. And you have one party and that's why, whether you're Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. But I always go back to, if you can't, you cannot have a, (laughs) excuse me, you cannot have a realistic type of conversation or a debate if you're skewing the truth. Very true. You, you just can't and that's why we're at I, I think the United States as a whole is we're at such a stalemate and you know one, and one thing that he said too after he was describing the three-legged stool was that we are no different right now from China because of all the things that have happened. And it it just, it, it sickens me, it saddens me. I I personally don't know what to do about it, but you know, if I could do something, obviously it's within starting with my own, within my own community, you know, about, you know, being cognizant of what is happening. And (laughs) especially now too, the other thing that, that pops into my head is the Olympics. Everything going on with that, with the, and I don't know her name, but um, the runner who was running, I believe it was the 100 meter, she won, like phenomenal. I was like, it was jaw dropping to watch this woman compete. And I was in total awe, but she tested positive for um, THC. <laughs> and she openly said, now she's not going to qualify for the 100 meter. She may be able to do the, um, the other part of it, yeah. the
0: uh, the what do they call that the, the, the
1: relay race, I believe. The
0: relay races, yes, yep. If she makes the uh, yeah. the final, if she makes, if they add her to the team, correct, yeah,
1: right. And she was, I was just in awe of this young woman because she said, "Hey, I I know what the rules are. I know what I did was wrong. Like she owned it. Yeah. You know, I I." i guess she had um found out that her um biological mom had passed away right. and that, that actually was brought up by a reporter like what a schmuck, just saying the reporter how, how do you feel about your your mother's death like what you know and that i guess put her you know obviously very upset of course she would be so she made the choice to do something that she knew was wrong, but she boom owned it. And and again, I was I was amazed at her her dignity and, and respecting what she did and coming forward and say, I, I fully take responsibility. I did this, I knew it was wrong. And then you hear from you know some schmuck like, and I'm gonna just say her initials backward, the COA you know, blah, 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 racism. Like that's your response to everything, racism. Yes, we do have a racism problem, Um, but their response to everything, that's somebody you cannot have a logical discussion with. You cannot have a debate because everything, oh, if you're doing this or if you're doing this, you're a racist and you're a bigot. Like I'm just tired of the whole crap. Like it's just nauseating. Right. And
0: and the other piece to that when people resort to, you know, we are systemically racist. No, we're not. We're systemically racism. Did systemic racism exist at one time? Absolutely did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as a country, we have made steps, big strides forward. Do we always have big strides forward? Of course you do. And, And I think part of the narrative of you know, to saying that we we are not redeemable because when when someone says you know oh well we're still doing it that does not mean we're not redeemable. Does it take work to to make progress? Of course it does. But if people are too blind to understand, think of it this way: Will there always be a night and a day, a dark and a light? Yes. Will there always be two sides to a coin? Yes. Will there always be good and evil, right and wrong? Yes. You're never going to change it, just like racism will always be there. Would the end goal be that we don't have it anymore? Would the end goal be that we would not have any more evil? Would the end goal be that there'd be no no more destruction, no more hate? Of course, but that can never happen, people. And if you think it's going to, and it's not pessimistic, if you understand that we are we are made and born into god's being mankind is that's what we all are we're born alike but we are all born with being human being we're flawed we're all flawed you cannot change human beings because we're not perfect We don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect society. And human beings will never be perfect. You know when they will be perfect? It's when machines take over, when there's machines on this earth. And even then, I'm not sure that that would be perfect. But we can't, perfection is, perfection is in the eyes of the beholder. You can never, you know, there are always going to be good doers, and there's also going to be bad doers. It's part of living on this planet. It's about free choice, free will. We are given free choice and free will as long as we are a free country. But the bottom line is you will never wipe out evil, totally. You will never wipe out racism, totally. You will never wipe out hate, totally. You just hope that people educate themselves and understand that while you cannot get rid of it, there are steps to put it, you know lower on the totem pole not be in such the the limelight and you do that by education and by people by living by the golden rule but all these people that say oh you know you know there, there was a uh, and i mentioned him before because of uh, his infiltrating um so many school systems right now dr sheldon eakins and i listened to his podcast which is not even um I, I don't uh, agree with any any part of anything that he says, to be honest with you. But he kept talking about July Fourth on this particular podcast, and he said, you know, I'm not celebrating. So my people, my people weren't free. My my people, my people, my people, my people, my people, my people, my people. How about all people? So when you talk about, you know, he very he very much contradicts himself. At one point, he's talking about you know, coming together and, you know, no diversity or, or no divisiveness, but yet his own language is divisive, my people. Well, when I talk about my people, it's all of humanity. I don't care the, the color of your skin, the shape of your eyes, uh, the color of your hair. I care about your heart. I care about your character. I care about how you treat other people and how you treat other people is a reflection of how you want people to treat you. So, and I I think this whole narrative of this uh, world that's being jam-packed with, you know, just we're overflow with racism, it's a bunch of bull. We are not being overthrown with racism. Does racism exist? Yes, it does. Just like evil does, just like hatred does and it always will there's nothing you can do about it the only thing that you can do is try to do better you know if you see something that's not right when you see someone being treated not right there's a polite way to call them out there there are ways to learn to do your own due diligence to educate and parents children are not bought or not brought into not born into racism they're not born into this world thinking about race so where does it really start? It starts from the home. It starts from generations above. So you've got to change that narrative. You got to talk about it, but you got to change the narrative. I have never, I never brought up my, you know, we were blessed. We had parents that, you know, we had, we had all colored skin type friends. We never, we never even looked at that. Uh, we had gay friends. My parents had gay. Our parents had gay friends. You know, I'm talking. You know, somebody wants to talk about racism. I'll talk about racism. You know, we were there when the busing started in Hartford, Connecticut. So, you know, I dated a black boy. You know, don't don't talk to me about racism, because it does exist. I understand that, but at the same time, you embrace that you have the ability to even change one person's mind by your own actions. And when you focus on, instead of focusing on the bad and try focusing on the good, you may just be, you should just may be a little bit surprised about people. Because I would think that if you were really, truly uh, em- embraced all people and listen, remember we talk about when you have a conversation, listen to other people, don't just hear them, listen to them. You will hear many black Americans who are not in line with racism, do not believe that our country is, you know, just full of systemic racism. Do not believe that, you know, they're oppressed. And they actually get a little pissy about it. And I don't blame them.
1: I don't blame them either, because when you're constantly putting uh, a specific class of people and designating as something that they're not. I I have a problem with that. Exactly.
0: I mean, it just, so, you know, the point being with Monday mindset is it's also a day for for the first day of the week to to reflect. I mean, reflect what your weekend was, reflect on the goodness of it and recognize that, yeah, there are bad things that are going on in our world. A lot of bad things that probably most are not even open-minded to, which I shared earlier on this podcast, but the bottom line is when you, when you are aware and you're aware of your surroundings and you're aware of, of just, you know, having those conversations, open good conversations with people, you're going to find a lot more good people out there than not. If you're going to constantly focus on the bad, guess what? The the more bad is going to attract you. You have to acknowledge it. You know, a lot of people say, well, how can, how does that help your positive mindset? You have to, you have to acknowledge that these things are existing in our world. You don't want them to succumb you. You don't want them to take over your mindset. But at the same time, if you're not mindful of it, and once you are, you you look at the world and you, uh, you can almost like I did yesterday, kind of take a step back and just, listen to people's talking and their chatter and what they were talking about and it really was it was really uh eye-opening to say the least especially being on the uh, july 4th of you know this great uh country's birthday and celebrating all that uh how did you do because you talked about you had a little cookout we'll kind of wind this down shortly uh i did pretty good i you know really obviously because i was having those those issues with with that uh, heartburn attack i was really mindful yesterday uh of what I ate uh because I'm actually still feeling you know it takes a, it takes a few days to get over that icky burning feeling so I'm still having a little of that but I was mindful but I still still got to enjoy a few things
1: well it's everyone may or may not know I love hot dogs I know some people think they're gross and I get it but I love hot dogs can't deny it So usually I am a two hot dog kind of person, (laughs) but I've been limiting when I've had hot dogs since I've been doing 75 hard, I just have one. Um, I use my little tablespoon and I had just a little taste of potato salad. That's all I need. Um, I think we had some vegetables or something. Oh, I know what it was, a corn on the cob. Now, normally I don't eat corn on the cob. There's no nutritional value whatsoever but I love corn on the cob. So it was this huge cob. So I just snipped off just a little bit on the end. So I could just taste it. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I looked at my plate and I'm thinking, God, I'm going to be hungry in 15 minutes. But I wasn't. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy what I have. And I just kind of went into it with that. And I was fine. And I'd made scones earlier. So I had like, I cut up the scone and put some and some um, fruit salad put it on there it was delicious well
0: that's awesome
1: yeah you know and then we played some cards it started to rain so we came inside you know played some cards and um, I usually (laughs) do poop out kind of early because I'm up really early but um, oh and I forgot to tell you this has nothing to do with nothing I love that but we just got done watching on Saturday, uh, Manifest. Oh yeah, that's
0: a, that's a uh, I love the whole thing.
1: Yeah, what a great series. So yeah, we had a uh, real good weekend, nice and relaxing. Got a few things done and looking forward to this week. You know, there's always something happening. And uh, yeah, so, you know, mindset. If you have to, it's Monday, hit the reset button. If you're still off from work, enjoy the day, reach out to somebody, share the love, share your mindset, share your positivity, <laughs> and go out there and always do good. On that note, my name is Janice Malilla, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two...
0: Sisters, and this is Carol, so AKA Nonibuzz, live from Vera Beach, a few clouds are coming in. We don't know anything about the storm. I have not really even paid attention to it. I do know that it's supposed to hit more south. So uh, we we're supposed to have some some visitors today. We'll see if that happens with the weather, but you know what, whatever, whatever your Monday brings to you, think positively, uh, know that you're gonna impact other people with your positivity, even if it's a smile, even if it's something as little as opening up a door for someone, or using some manners, please and thank you. Those always work wonders. You guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday. I wonder what we're going to be triumphing over. A lot of stuff, I bet. You guys have a great day. We'll chat tomorrow. Bye-bye.